Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to Permission to Think. I'm Edwin Rustrian, and I'm glad you're joining me today. Thank you to all of you who week after week tune in to Permission to Think. My desire is to push our thinking, encourage you, and remind you that there's always hope, regardless how bad things get. I hope this podcast has blessed you and added value to your life. For more information, please visit erustrian.com. Our topic for today is discouragement, the silent killer. I have named it as such because over the past few weeks, I have discovered that the current state of men around our nation and around the world, it seems to be in a very daunting place. And the latest statistics and research show that men are four times higher of committing suicide than women. The amount of or the level of depression, anxiety, and worry that men are going through is unprecedented. And it has really stirred my heart to bring some awareness in whatever medium and platform that I have and voice to speak to the many men and women who have men in their lives, whether husband, fathers, or sons, that I want to raise my voice to this issue. We're losing many men to drug overdose, to suicide by firearms or suffocation or drug overdose. And it seems that there is no end in sight. And so in my research and in, in everything that I'm trying to put together in my reading and reading publications or uh, studies, uh, I have identified one pattern, and this is why I want to start with this topic today of discouragement, the silent killer. I don't think that many of us really understand its nature, its power, its claws, and how it has a very subtle way of creeping into our lives through our mind, through our emotions, through our feelings. And we're going to unpack this a little bit because I really want to speak to the men that are listening to me. Um, this topic is very difficult for me to share because I find myself particularly in the same situation right now where I am discouraged in many ways uh, and through many angles. And in my study and preparation and research, I have uncovered some very poignant items that must be disclosed and shared regarding discouragement. And I feel it in my heart and as a purpose and as a duty to for those men who are going through something very difficult at this moment to just just click on the pause button of your life and just really think about your emotional state, your mental state, and the reality and the lies that do exist in each of our lives and be able to unpack that and to speak to that. The things that we go through in life, the, 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 the trials and the tribulations and the hardships and the setbacks and the failures that we all experience as men, they're merely obstacles in our lives to where we need to be and what we need to grow and let go in our manhood. And so I want to start with some questions to guide our work today, to really give us some permission to think about where we are in life, where we are in our marriages, where we are in our careers, where we are in our parenting, our fatherhood and manhood. And so I'm going to start with these few questions 
What is discouragement? Where does it come from? What is its purpose? Who does it target? Who are its victims? How does it strangle its prey? Now, I want you to really listen to the the, the words that I'm using to describe discouragement because it's vicious. It's vicious and it's poison that it creeps in our mind and in our heart. And it becomes a delusional state by which we actually believe it to be true and it isn't. Let me ask these questions again. I want you to really listen carefully. What is discouragement? Where does it come from? What is its purpose? What does it target? Or who does it target? Excuse me. Who are its victims? How does it strangle its prey? Let's begin with the first part. What is discouragement? Discouragement is a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. An attempt to prevent something by showing disapproval or creating difficulty. Deterrent. And this is where we first encounter discouragement. When we lose confidence in the enthusiasm of life or in a relationship or career or a study or a job, it stops us, run our tracks, and just gives us a moment to think negatively about the particular situation or circumstance that we're in. It's a loss of confidence. It's a loss of enthusiasm. It's in creating difficulties that would deter us from accomplishing sometimes the most very basic task of just getting to work or just trying to go through another day. Where does it come from? Discouragement comes from doubt, fear, unbelief, self-pity, and self-condemnation. These are all byproducts of lies we become susceptible to believing. We believe that the obstacle or the mountain that's in front of us is bigger than what it really is. We fear it, we doubt it, and we don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that we are able to accomplish anything because the self-esteem that we have of ourselves is very low. We feel insecure. And that ultimately leads us to a place of feeling intimidated. And it will always lead us to defeat. But they're lies. What is its purpose? The purpose of discouragement is to deprive of confidence, of rob us of our hope and our spirit. It disheartens our attitude. It's daunting. It afflicts us. It beats us down. It demoralizes. It depresses. It brings us to a state of depression, dismay, distress. We feel fearful and frightened of the situation. We feel intimidated. We feel irked and troubled, ultimately leading to feeling completely discouraged. That's its purpose. The purpose of discouragement is to deprive us of the confidence and the hope or spirit that we can get through whatever circumstance we may go through. Who does it target? Anyone with a greater purpose than themselves. People who are daring enough to believe in something. A man who is hoping to provide for his family, provide shelter and food. A son who is willing to be strong for his children. A son who is willing to help his mother or his parents. Someone with a greater sense of purpose. 
with a great goal, with a great vision for something incredibly bigger and larger than themselves. Who are its victims? The victims of discouragement. And by the way, I'm, I'm going to say this with, with, with all love and respect that discouragement makes no exceptions of, of anyone. It has no favoritism. His victims are all those people who believe in it and give up. His victims are those who are cowered under their challenges and the setbacks and the failures and the lies that discouragement pours into our mind and our hearts. The victims are the ones who read about along the road who gave up and stopped dreaming. And eventually ended up taking their lives. Maybe that's where you are. Maybe that's your crossroads where you have to make a decision on where you're going to go in life. And you have to listen to the voices in your head. And you have to ask yourself, which one am I going to listen to? Discouragement or courage? Fear or hope? Life or death? Here's the last question. How does it strangle its prey? Discouragement is subtle in its approach. It walks behind or in front of us unassumingly. But suddenly, before we realize it, it's beside us. We see it and unfortunately allow it to walk alongside. It soon plants a seed in our mind. That seed will remain dormant until we put it in soil of doubt. Soon after, we water it with fear and pour the rays of despair. Only then will the seed of discouragement germinate and sprout roots that will enter our lives, careers, families, ministries, dreams, and homes like a silent killer strangling every good thing in our lives, ultimately killing all of our aspirations, enthusiasms, hopes, dreams, and longings, and eventually strangling our very own lives. Discouragement is something not to play with or entertain. Discouragement comes in our thoughts and feelings. It strongly justifies its cause and affirms its right to be present in our mind, such as but not limited to thoughts of doubt. That's its first line of attack. That's what it does. It plants the seed of doubt in your mind. Other weapons discouragement uses are fatigue, when you're tired, when you're hungry, Feelings of despondency, disappointment, worned out, fear of people, loss of confidence, frustration, failure, worry, rejection, anger, comparisons, insecurity, uncertainty. And we're all feeling that at this very moment. As we see the world shifting and all the things that we're constantly bombarded are feared, are based on fear to discourage us and to just give up and become more dependent on drugs and pharmaceuticals and take this drug and everything is going to go away and you're going to feel better. We have more people on, on drugs than ever before and yet none of that is working. Feeling of despondency is horrible. You feel hopeless, unmotivated. Fear of people when they let you down. When you trust people. When you're frustrated. When you worry too much of how you're going to make it. 
of how you're going to get through your very difficult moment. It's just, but that, it's only but a moment. Discouragement is the silent killer because before you know it, you quit your marriage. You quit God. You quit healthy relationships. You quit your job and your career, your dreams and aspirations, your goal. You quit your weight loss that you wanted to do. You quit your financial dreams and goals to success. You quit on your children. You quit on your future. Discouragement has been, it has a keen ability to have us focus on the wrong things and entices us to feel that it is the right thing. It numbs us. It confuses us. It brings chaos. Let's hold discouragement and contempt. Let's identify it and expose it for what it is, a lie, and develop a strategy to disarm it and confront it head on. Our 16th president, the 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, once said, let no, feeling, let no feeling of discouragement prey upon you. And in the end, you are sure to succeed. Let no feeling of discouragement prey upon you. And in the end, you are sure to succeed. Abraham Lincoln, a man who was well acquainted with failure, never allowed discouragement to have the last word in his life. Discouragement uses worry and fear and doubt to deter us from our future. In his book, An Enemy Called Average, author John Mason writes, fear is a poor chisel for carving out tomorrow. He also goes on to say that the word worry is derived from an Anglo-Saxon term meaning to strangle or choke off. There is no question that worry and fear choke off the positive creativity God gives us. I want you to think of this word and put it in your mind. Every time you think about discouragement and it brings worry to your mind, associate worry with the word to strangle. Every time you worry, you're strangling the possibility of tomorrow. Every time you worry, you're strangling the possibility of living and providing for your family another day. Every time you worry, you're strangling the very dreams and ambitions and desires and the longings of your heart. To worry is to strangle your very own life that eventually leads you down the road of depression, anxiety, and ultimately suicide for many unfortunate people who believe those lies. So you might be asking, okay, Evan, thank you for identifying and telling us what's really going on. So what are we left to do with discouragement? In this process of my research and studying and just thinking about all the things that discouragement does to us, it robs us of our sleep, of our peace, of our joy. It, it robs us of our sense of fulfillment and accomplishment. It robs us of our identity. It robs us of our hope and our future. It robs us of our dreams. It robs us of everything that is good in our lives. Discouragement we all go through. And if I begin to tell you all the things that at times I feel discouraged about, and even in this very moment, I must be courageous enough to fight another day because there are too many people who believe in me and have a family to feed and I have a family to provide and I have a family that loves me and I have a family that believes in everything that I'm doing. But more importantly, I believe that I am a child of God 
and that I can only overcome these very obstacles in the faith that I hold dear in my creator, in the one who gives me strength to live for another day. And that's the same person, that's the same God that I want to talk to you about. Don't you dare, don't you dare lose hope in that. Don't you dare lose sight on the very person who created you. And be feeling despondent, feeling fearful that all your life has come to this very moment. In the process of me putting this together, I identified five things to get rid of or at least deal with discouragement. To fence off discouragement when it comes to your mind. Five steps to get rid of your discouragement. Now, this doesn't have to be in any particular order, but I'm going to tell you that these are the things that I have identified in my life that have been consistent in carrying me through many, many times, dark times. Number one, identify your discouragement and why. That means name it. What is it that is, that is discouraging you? Name it. What is it? What's causing it? Is it fear for tomorrow? Is it worried about what hasn't happened yet? What's causing you to be discouraged that you're never going to get out of debt? Or that you're never going to buy that house? Or that you're never going to get married? Or that you're never going to see all your dreams come true? You're never going to finish schooling? What is it that robs you of your joy? Name it. Give it a name. Identify it. Because at least you'll know which enemy you're fighting. You can't win a battle with an enemy that you don't know who it is or what it is. Name the discouragement that comes to your life and why it's there. It is important to identify it so that you know who or what you are fighting and make sure that you have a why. What is your why? What is your purpose? What is your reason? Number two, identify who you are and whose you are. I am resilient. I'm gritty. I'm courageous. I'm tenacious. I'm created in the image of God. Therefore, I am loved, cared for, fathered by, encouraged through his word and his Holy Spirit. I am a conqueror. I am not a victim. I am a victor. I walk in the confidence that God walks alongside of me and that I am not alone and that every good thing comes from him. I know who I am. And I know, more importantly, whose I am. And that I will never be left abandoned or forsaken. And that this day, today, 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 the day that I live for right now has been given to me as a gift to do something great. And to overcome the very obstacles so that I may be able to serve and to give those who need, particularly at this very time, a word to be reminded. Just live for one more day. My friend and my lad has that book, One More, The Power of One More, One More Day. Just get through. Don't think about next week. Don't you dare think about next year. Don't, no, today. Think about today and the opportunity that you have. The moment that has been given to you to do something significantly powerful. It's starting in your mind and in your heart and your emotions to be resilient, to be gritty, to be courageous, to be tenacious, and to not give up and coward under the influence of discouragement that comes to your life. Number three, establish your level of commitment to your why, your purpose and destination. What is your reason for getting up in the morning and coming back home? 
if we give to our if we give into our discouragement too easily and frequently, then the value of what we esteem to have is very little. Let me say that again. If we give in to our discouragement too easily and frequently, then the value of what we esteem to have is very little. Thus, be resilient for the things that matter most. When you think about giving up in your life, and if you have children, look at your children's eyes. Do they want to see the look in the eye of a man who has accepted defeat or a man who is courageous? Do they want your children to see in the eyes of a man who is a coward or a man who desires in his heart to show the true essence of what courage looks like in spite of fear, facing the most difficult challenge in life? Not to surrender and not to give up. Number four, call it out. Call out discouragement for what it is. It's doubt, it's fear. Discouragement brings doubt and fear. The twin foes of faith. The philosopher Lucius Seneca wrote, listen to these words carefully, please. Seneca wrote, but where the hope is stronger than the fear, or the fear than the hope, we call it the one or the other. For without fear, it were no longer hope, but certainty. As without hope, it were no longer fear, but despair. Despair is a very, very dark place to be. Because it drives us to do many times the unthinkable. If you have hope, that means fear is right around the corner. They're linked together. And if you have hope, again, fear lingers nearby. And if you have fear, hope is nearby. But if fear is no longer there, then there is certainty in your life. And if hope is no longer there, then fear is not nearby, but despair. We can never lose hope. Hope in a brighter tomorrow. Hope in a better day. Hope in the people that are in our lives. Hope that the day will end well. Number five, pray. And this is perhaps one of the key elements to fight off discouragement. Believe, you, believe me when I tell you that there have been moments in my life that have been so difficult and so challenging. And when I've gotten on my knees to pray, it has made all the difference in the world. Pray powerful and gigantic prayers. Norman Vincent Peale wrote, learn to pray big prayers. Drive your prayers deep into your doubts. Listen to that again. Learn to pray big prayers. Drive your prayers deep into your doubts, fears, and inferiorities. Pray deep, big prayers that have plenty of suction, and you will come up with powerful and vital faith. 
drive your prayers deep into your doubts, fears, and inferiorities. Discouragement will enter through a thought, followed immediately with an emotion, usually a negative one, followed by a strong desire to abandon the desired outcome. Look at this vicious cycle. Thought, emotion, abandon, repeat. Thought, emotion, abandonment, repeat. Thought, emotion, abandonment, repeat. Discouragement starts with a thought, fed by an emotion and driven to abandon. It is a vicious cycle that one must identify and be able to fence off in prayer. We all experience discouragement. How we respond to it will determine how far we move in life. The people who succeed in life are not the smartest people, but the ones who are tenacious enough to continue in spite of fear, worry, doubt, and pain. The people who succeed in life are not the smartest people, but the ones who are tenacious enough to continue in spite of fear, worry, doubt, and pain. The battle to win in life is not for the faint of heart or swift, but to the brave and courageous individuals who stare at discouragement in the face, call it out for what it is, and feed it with voracious prayer and faith. Ian Bound said, Doubt and fear are the twin foes of faith. Doubts should never be cherished, nor be harbored. Never cherish the delusion that you are a martyr to fear and doubt. But prayer is inseparably joined to faith. Faith gives prayer color, tone, shapes its character, and secures its results. A beautiful people. We all experience discouragement. The Bible is a reliable document and source to see how many great men and women handle discouragement, how God saw them through it. Jesus himself experienced discouragement from the very people he was leading. Read the stories of these great biblical characters and you will see their humility in full display. You will see how human they were and flawed. You and I are no different. Think of Adam. Think of Noah. Think of Nehemiah. Think of David. Think of Solomon. Think of Ezra. Think of Elijah the prophet. Think of Jonah. These men got to the point of discouragement that they wished death upon themselves. And yet, God met them there. God heard their prayers. And in some instances, it was great that God did not answer the prayer of themselves wishing to, be, to die. You and I are no different. We're going to come across some really dark moments in life. We're going to come some difficult crossroads. I'm currently experiencing discouragement in a big way, in the worst way, and from all angles. But I press on. Yet God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I will not grow tired and weary or fatigued in doing good. For at the right time and season, I will reap a blessing. For I can do all things to Christ who gives me strength. 
I pray for wisdom, for I know he gives it abundantly. And yet if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God is with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. I cast all my cares upon him because he cares for me. He tells me to fear not, for he is with me always. He is my refuge and my strength and my strong tower. He will carry me to my old age. He tells me to be strong and courageous. That same God that leaves me, loves me, and protects me. It's the same God who wants to do the same for you. Don't give to discouragement. Don't give discouragement an open door to your mind and thoughts. If you let it in before you know it, it will root its seed, kill your spirit, rob you of your joy, and destroy all that's good in your life. This is a real battle, man. Women, listen carefully because I know that you go through discouragement as well and you deal with it differently. But men have a tendency of being a little more aggressive in the way that they end their lives many times and we're losing too many of them. Women, you have a great battle ahead of you. And some of you don't know how you're even going to make it. But the same principle applies. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare give up on the man that God gave you. You pray for his mind. You pray for his heart. You pray for the purpose for which he was created. You lean on God. We must identify the discouragement and call it what it is. You must know your identity, who you belong to. And establish your level of commitment to your why. Call it out. But more importantly, pray. You're not alone. You can trust and believe that God is going to do all that he said in his word to be there for you. This is definitely needed for today. And I don't mean to make light of any situation that we're all going through. But if you can muster the strength to find someone to encourage today. Because I promise you, there are so many people right now who are on medication. There are so many people right now who can't sleep because they don't have peace in their heart. Because they want to give up. Because they want to throw everything. They want to just get rid of everything that is causing the sense of frustration and anger and unfulfillment. Discouragement. The silent killer. But I believe with Every fiber of my being, that is faith, and faith alone, coupled with prayer, that will see us through. Don't lose hope. Don't lose your faith. You're not alone in this. God did not call us to be cowards. He told us to be strong and courageous. My beautiful people, I leave you with our quote of the day. God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. Always, 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 always do what you are afraid to do. Do the thing you fear and the death of fear is certain. Ralph 
Waldo Emerson. Never compromise integrity for comfort. Stay strong, my friends. Bye-bye.